What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Cynical Pixel Show. We are in episode four. Uh, this is Josh. And Mark. Uh, and welcome back, guys. Um, obviously, um, we, you know, we, we've we've actually been getting a lot of a lot of a lot more people and a lot more of a following as of late, and it just keeps growing, and it's kind of blowing me away. I mean, like see more and more people on the Facebook and more and more people downloading the podcast and um, it's just really starting to catch on apparently and it's really really cool so um, just I can't believe we're on our fourth episode already yeah it feels like we just started it feels like we're still like well we still are new but it feels like we're like really brand new still it's going fast yeah it's pretty cool I mean it seems like it's going a lot faster and a lot smoother than the YouTube channel ever did yeah but uh yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're back. I'm just going to kind of bullshit for a little bit, see what's been going on lately over the last week. And uh, um, what's what's been going on lately? Like, did you pick up any new games or anything like that, like recent pickups or anything? Yeah, um, for, for my birthday, I uh, I picked up uh, Yakuza, uh, Dead Souls, right. um, Syndicate. Um, what's that? Uh, that's a shooter by Starbreeze, the people that did Riddick. Oh okay, um, and I got um, Sonic Generations for the PS3. I said on one of the earlier episodes I was thinking about picking it up, so yeah, I saw it for a good price. So I decided it was time, so I did that, and then I got uh, Rhythm Heaven Fever for the for the Wii. Awesome. So I've been I've been hitting up all those. So you want me to go in, in depth and talk about them, or yeah, yeah, just hit them up for a little bit, yeah, because uh, right. I'm trying to actually remember what I picked up over this week. All right, cool. So, well. I'll start with the Syndicate. I just picked it up because uh, I've always been a Starbreeze fan, and I've liked uh, pretty much all their games. I loved uh, Riddick, of course, which yeah, was a, a masterpiece, yeah. especially back on the Xbox. The new one that came out, the Dark Athena one, yeah, it's okay, but I mean, all the new stuff that they added kind of sucked, I thought. Right. Um, but, I mean, the original Riddick game, Escape from Butcher Bay, was still one of my favorites. Um, and then they came out with The Darkness, which was based on a comic book and they recently came out with another uh with another darkness game the, the sequel came out but Starbreeze wasn't involved with it <clears throat> so I haven't I haven't even played that one so this one came out and Syndicate is pretty much an old uh, game by Peter Molyneux believe it or not oh really uh it came out a long time ago yeah and this is like a reboot of the franchise the game used to be like a top down um uh, almost like a tactical game like you had f- like four squad members and you had to um take people out and um do different missions so the fact that they changed it to a first person shooter pissed off a bunch of people right. but it's first person shooter now and uh pretty much the thing that sets it apart is you have these abilities to um affect the enemies so you can um make them commit suicide uh, you can make their gun backfire, which like will clear them out of cover. Uh, you can um, overload computers and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, it has a real Mirror's Edge look to it, which is one of the reasons why I bought it. Yeah. Like you're you're in these like really washed out looking, really clean office buildings, and I just I'm a huge sucker for games that just have that that look. Yeah. Um, and uh, they actually have some parkour action in there that kind of reminds me of Mirror's Edge. You can like slide on the ground in, into cover and like kind of vault over small like, like low, um, low, like low cover and, and and things like that. But pretty much, it's just a real standard shooter. There's not really any anything that makes you go, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Right. It's been kind of underwhelming the little bit that I've played. 
Um, but I heard that the co-op's really amazing, especially with four people. So maybe one of these days we could get four people to uh, bust Syndicate out. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, so that would be pretty cool. I'd, I'd have to run a copy of that. Yeah, they said that it's that that's like the way to play it, pretty much. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's a good game. It's like serviceable, but it's not going to blow anyone away or make any you know top ten lists or anything. Right. Um, Sonic Generations, I've already played on the 360. I rented it from GameFly, but I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to pick it up. And I think I mentioned that it's it's amazing, but the last boss is a real bitch. Yeah. But um, they they take previous levels from old Sonic games and they remix them, and you can play them as as like a 2D old school Sonic and a 3D new school Sonic. So you can go through um, like Green Hill Zone from the first Sonic game. Uh, and they just did a fantastic job. It's it's a really, really great game. If you've been turned off by the Sonic games in the last couple of years, this might be the one that changes your mind. Yeah. Um, I got Rhythm Heaven for the Wii. I never played the Rhythm Heaven for the DS, but I'm a huge music guy. So um, right when I heard they were coming out with one for the Wii, I, I automatically knew I wanted to pick it up. Pretty much what Rhythm Heaven is, is it's kind of like the old WarioWare games. There's a lot of different mini-games, but they're all rhythm-based. So there was one where it's like a giant monk- monkey watch, and you're like a monkey on the second hand, and every time it like the second hand clicks, you're like slapping the hand of like a monkey that's on the other side. And slapping a monkey. To- <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> weird. And then uh, like whenever there's like purple monkeys, those are offbeats, and it's it's really cool. I can see where some people would get really frustrated with it because if you don't have like really good rhythm, you're gonna be ripping your hair out pretty much because they'll they'll mess you up. Like they'll they'll cover the screen so you can't like have any visual cues and sometimes they'll make like the music go away and you have to do it just by keeping time in your head. And it's it's actually one of the best games I've played in a long time and it's one of the biggest surprises that I've had in a long time. It's it's only thirty dollars. Um, I heard there's like 50 mini games in there. I think I'm done with like half of them. Wow. And uh, my my wife and my my baby have actually been enjoying watching me me play because the music's really catchy, and uh, they like they like it when I play certain ones over and over again so so they can listen to it. Yeah. And it's it's made me want to seek out the the DS one because it's just so much fun. It's really good. Again, another great Wii game. So you said that was that was the Wii version. Yeah, it's called Rhythm Heaven Fever. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. It's only twenty nine ninety nine. That's awesome. I think everybody everybody should totally pick it up. It's amazing. Um, and then lastly, the big one is uh, Yakuza Dead Souls. Hell yeah! Uh, you'll recall <laughs> you'll recall that I was amazing, and I predicted that people would have a problem with the shooting mechanics, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> However, what I was not anticipating was me loving it so much. I love this game. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm it's actually so much shocked fun. that you like it as much as you do. I know. The game is just so fun, and I put it in about midnight, the night that I got it, <clears throat> and the next time that I looked at the clock, it was 3 in the morning. Oh, man. I just got so sucked into it. Um, the it's not, it's not as huge of a game. It doesn't feel like really big, like the other Yakuza games where you're usually in like a giant uh, city. Yeah. Um, everything's very closed off, but it makes sense because, you know, it, it being a, a zombie game, it makes it feel a bit more scary, a little bit more tense if you're in clo- close quarters. Yeah. But if anyone picks this game up, make sure the first thing you upgrade is the ability that helps you lock on to the zombies' heads. Pretty much all you have to do. I'm I'm playing on easy, by the way. Yeah, me too. But if you um, if you hold the L2 button, it'll automatically snap to one of the zombies' heads. Then all you have to do is press R1, and you guys like a headshot. That's so you awesome. just keep doing that and doing that and doing that. 
And if you remember, if if anyone's played the old Yakuza games, there's a little heat meter on the uh, top left of the screen that fills up when you fight people. And this one, whenever you you shoot and kill zombies, the the meter goes up. When it's all the way up, there will be certain things in the environment with a green target on them. If you um, like get up like a bunch of zombies over around this thing that has the green target on it, and you have a full heat meter, you pl- you press the triangle button. And it goes into like a little quick time event where you do like a snipe, like a sniping mode, yeah. and usually it's on like a gas tank or something like that's like, like explosive, and you'll totally like jack up everything. So they actually found a way to put special moves into this game, and I just think it's so fun. Like whenever my my heat gauge is all filled up, I just run around looking for like something explosive to shoot, and then I'll try and like uh, hor- like hurt them all over to it, like like sheep, you know, and try yeah. and get them so I can I can blow them all up at once. Um, I've just been having so much fun, and the boss battles are awesome. Have you gotten any yet? No, not yet. Yeah, the boss battles are really cool. I've gotten like two or three, and uh, they're really fun. And there's actually like vehicle sections in this game, and I'm I'm having a really fun time with it. It might be my Second favorite Yakuza behind uh, three, yeah. But we haven't finished it yet, so once we do, we'll probably give like an in-depth review. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was I was just playing it as well. I, I remember I think it was the last episode. I talked about how I put it in and it just took forever to install, so I just like fell asleep. It took me uh, ten minutes, by the way. Really? To install it, yeah. I don't know why it took me so long. Because I was like, oh my god, this shit's gonna take forever to install. Because I remember you told me about that. Yeah. So I was like making a sandwich or whatever, and then uh, I looked up and it was done. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why mine took forever." I don't know. I think you just fell asleep. <laughs> probably it probably felt like it was forever. Yeah, yeah. No, Yakuza Dead Souls is, is uh, definitely. I, I've I've gotten. I'm not sure how much I've put into it. I've I've gotten through the first couple like little like cutscene things and like um, I don't know. I, I, if I had to guess, I would say thirty forty five minutes I put into it so far. Yeah, I just um, picked it up because it's a Yakuza game. Of you know? course, like, yeah. We buy the Yakuza games no matter you know what they're about, and yeah, I, was, I, hate I was anticipating and being like, ah, oh, you know, this is just like a side story, and it's not really going to change anything. But it's a, it, it's really a fun game. Yeah, I I typically hate zombie. Well, I don't hate zombie games. Like I I enjoyed the Left 4 Dead games that we played. We played them on co-op. But, That's true. Um, but I mean, I'm just I'm over the whole zombie thing. I'm over the whole shooter genre at this point because it's just been so overdone. And I was actually kind of pissed when I heard that they were mixing a shooter and a zombie game in with the Yakuza. Yeah, it was too. I was like, son of a bitch! I'm like, like, what's the point of this? Like, it's not even like it's at the height of the uh, the popularity of those of those genres. Like, it's I mean, I guess if you I don't know if it's really on a downswing, so to speak, but it's it's not, you know, they're not striking while the iron was hot, really, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? And then it, it works so far. I'm, I'm actually having a really good time with it, so. And plus, <clears throat> and plus we love the characters, you know? And yeah, of course. That always helps, too. I, I, I'm actually starting to really, really like the, uh, I, forget, I forget, like, I forget his name, but uh, the Lone Shark guy. I like his, his relationship with his secretary, yeah. like his worker. Spoiler. And, uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah, I know, right? You'll see, um, you'll see more of what I mean when you play through his story in Dead Souls. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the guy I'm on right now. Yeah, you, you passed him already, right? Yeah, I'm on the second guy now. Jesus, you're playing. I'm, shit I'm, I'm almost halfway through. Yeah, hey, I love it. You're rocking it's that like, game. It's, it's amazing. I, I really like it. No, I, I do too. I just haven't had had the time this week to actually sit down with it. 
So I mean, it's it's definitely clunky. I mean, it's not a perfect game, but I'm just having tons of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was like the the games you picked up over the, the last week or so. Yeah, I picked up those four. That's cool. Um, for me, I I kept it. Um, mostly mostly retro. I, I did pick up a couple of like current gen games. Um, Gamefly is having a sale right now, which we'll hit up later in the show, but. Uh, I was able to pick up um, Cave Story 3D for the 3DS. God, I fucking love um, that game. Yeah, it's so good. I was renting it from GameFly, and I, I just uh, it wasn't even on sale. I just kept it for the price they were asking because I just wanted it so bad. Um, Some people were were like pissed that um, they like re-released it and charged forty bucks for it. But I'm like, have you looked it. at it? Like, have you yeah. seen it? Like, have you actually played it? Yeah. It looks amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean the other one is cool because it looks like a like a Nintendo game. But right. let's be honest, like it's 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 beautiful. Yeah, no, it, it really is. The 3D is done well, and the game itself is just it's great. It's a it's a great platformer. It's pretty tough. I mean, especially for like a like a 3DS game, you would think it would be a little easier. You know, like more kiddish, so to speak. I don't know if that's like you know being prejudiced towards the platform of of the Nintendo platform or whatever, but. You know, <laughs> I always think of them as having like a kid's game, you know, and you yeah. play it and it's like, fuck, this is hard. <laughs> like, um, but really? it's, it's worth, I, well, I, I haven't, I haven't played more than like an hour or two, but, uh, it's just, it's a great game though. I mean, I, I found a couple of spots to be harder. You have to kind of figure out what to do or whatever. I do get lost more in this one than I did in the, uh, Wii version. Yeah. I don't know if that's because I think some, like some of the stuff's really dark. Yeah, like I'll, I don't know. Like it's harder to see, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but, but um, it's just so 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 good looking. Yeah, so I I picked that up just because I had to have that in my collection, and um, I picked up Homefront for the 360. Um, I had a copy; it was a disc only copy, and I really wanted to have like the full out like cover art and everything else. And I really, really liked that game. I really did. Yeah, and I I had I just had a disc only copy that wasn't complete and. Um, I really wanted to have a complete copy for my collection, so I picked it up. And, um, and yeah, that uh, was one of the few shooters that we liked last year. Yeah, that's I liked true. that one, and um, Bulletstorm was okay. Yeah, and C- Crisis too, I really liked. But I mean, Call of Duty, Battlefield. Yeah. I, mean, I tried all that shit. It just feels so recycled. If you could see me, I'm making a jerking off motion right now. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, yeah, Call of Duty. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, well, I thought you were like getting excited when I was talking about no. Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I made a mess all over my iMac. <laughs> oh, Call of Duty! Oh. <laughs> no, I uh, no, I was just like when you said Call of Duty, I'm, I'm like ah, pfft, like fuck that, you know. And I I realized that we're not on video, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it was it was one of the the better shooters I think in the last couple of years, honestly. Um, it was short, but I mean that was really the only knock I had against it. Me too. Yeah, everything else was really, really good. I, Unfortunately, I mean, they I think they they closed the studio down. So I don't think we're gonna see another one. Well, we will, but it's gonna be done by like a different developer. Which means it's gonna be done wrong and it's gonna suck. But yeah, uh, pretty much. But yes, yeah, so I picked that up. Um, not so much to play it, but just to complete it for my collection. And then uh, a game I have not been able to bust out yet, but one that came highly recommended by you um, was Captain America. I picked that up for the 360. And uh, Well, I want to I, I wanna be clear. I don't want you going into expecting like this like AAA experience. I just have oh, lots no. of fun with it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, no. Well, f- just from what you were saying, the fact that it was like a beat-em-up superhero game, I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll definitely like the combat. I know yeah, that. exactly. You know, you said it plays a lot like Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum or whatever. Yeah, it does. So, I mean, automatic win right there. So, but that, that, that was yeah. like the, the current gen stuff I picked up. I think that was it. And then, um, I did a little bit of eBay shopping this week and, uh-huh. um, yeah, that's dangerous for your ass. It, it is. Um, I did pick up a, a shitload of NES titles. Um, and some, a lot of rarities actually, um, which I got for good prices, but, um, I picked up one seller had like, do you remember like those like Camerica games? Like they, they were like weird looking cartridges. Um, they're like black, like, like some of the Bible adventure games look like it. Like they were black, blue, like gold. And they were, they were like squares rather than the typical like NES cart. Like they were just weirdly shaped. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to describe, but, um, one guy had like a shit ton of like these Camerica games, like all like the basically like unlicensed carts that came out that were mass produced and sold, but like never like, like licensed by Nintendo. Um, yeah. so I don't really have a lot of them. I have one called, um, I think it's called like Wally bear and the no gang. And it's, oh it's like a say no to drugs game, like for kids or something from like the eighties. Um, and it's on one of these weird looking cartridges. And I, I also have, um, the I, I think it's called the Fantastic Adventures of Dizzy, or something like that, and it, it's just all, but it's all in these like weird looking cartridges. So this guy had a whole bunch of them, and I only had like like two or three, but I I picked up um, B fifty two like B as in like Bumblebee. Um, I've actually heard of that, believe it or not. Yeah, that one that one's a little bit better known. Um, but I picked that up. Um, I picked up Shockwave. Um, I picked up one of the Bible games actually. Um. Nice. Um, Exodus Journey to the Promised Land um, and then I picked up uh, Big Nose the Caveman uh, Dudes with Attitude uh, F-15 City War it's like a like a pilot like shooter um, Firehawk um, Crazy Creatures the Quattro Sports which is like they have a whole Quattro series um, on these gold cartridges and um, the sports one's like the cheap one, so I, I was able to pick it. I think it was like five bucks or something. And then, like the the major like huge pickup from that guy was I actually landed a copy of um, Operation Secret Storm for the Nintendo. Which um, as soon as I bought it, I put it into my app in my phone, like my collector app, and it immediately became my not only my my most rare title, but my most expensive or or like worth the most. And I was like, I didn't realize it was that rare. I knew it was on the rare side, but. Um, it's like an it's like an an action oriented NES game, um, mm-hmm. and you you control a secret agent named George B, and like he and he's fighting like like George Bush, as he fights the Iraqi army, and it, it was all modeled after Operation Desert Storm back in the day, and because uh, the game the game came out in 1992, which was right at the like the heated part of Operation um, Desert Storm. So like this this company um I forget who I think it was um who the fuck put that game out it was uh it was I think it was published by like this company called Color Dreams which is like like okay you're like who <laughs> yeah um but it, it it's it, it's like uh you you fight like a lot of like Arabic people and stuff like that and then like you have to like pro- progress like deeper and deeper into Iraq and wow. and uh yeah it was it was basically like like a um like a hot topic t- kind of thing. Like it was because the, the war was like at its like, like heated part of the war. Like it was like, let's get, you know, hurry up, get it out to the stores. Like people will buy this shit, you know? 
And Todd, Todd, I thought you were talking about they were wearing like dog collars and like <laughs> spike bracelets. Vampire, <laughs> vampire <laughs> shit. No, um, but yeah, I, I believe. Uh, well, on the cover art, there's like a guy. I'm, I don't know if they call him Saddam Hussein or not, but like it looks just like Saddam Hussein from like before he got all old and the big beard and like hit out in spider holes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm really really stoked. Like I cannot wait to play that game. It just sounds so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, but so that was from, that was just from the one seller. I got all those games, and then I wish um, I could get that excited about NES games like you. I really do. Well, it's like I mean, it's a game I've never played before, like ever, ever. Like I've heard of it, and I've but I've never once experienced it. So it's almost as if like they released a brand new NES game after like twenty five years. I know, but I just assume it's going to be like another one of these where I play it for five seconds and then I'm bored. Yeah, see, like, like like most NES games. Yeah, see if if it was if it was. Like just like mediocre or whatever, I it would end up being like okay, whatever, and put it on the shelf. But like this, just like when I read about this game, I saw gameplay of it and stuff. I'm like, I cannot wait to play this game. So I'm really, really stoked about that. So maybe I'll hit that game up in a retro uh, rewind coming up in the next yeah, like cool. couple of weeks or so. Um, but then I also I was I always just go into eBay and I type in NES and rare and just let it search. And you come up with a lot of bullshit. You and I were talking about that last night. Um, I'd be like, here's Mario Brothers and, and Duck Hunt. Rare. Yeah, rare. Fifty fifty dollars. Rare from nineteen eighty six or whatever the fuck year it was eighty five. You know, yeah. yeah, it's like fifty dollars. Like, well, you you have to you have to know what you're talking about, especially like if you're collecting and stuff. Like, don't let someone tell you something's rare just because they want to tell you that, and don't believe them just because they say it. You know, like do yeah. your research and stuff. If if you guys are out there trying to collect for um, old systems and stuff, you know, make sure you do your research. But. Um, I typed in NES Rare, and one of the games that popped up was actually actually is sort of a rarity. It's it's definitely a game that's worth a little bit more money. And I saw the price. I almost I almost like made a mess of my pants when I saw it because it was like so cheap for the game that I that I saw. Um, but it's it's actually the the gray Namco version of Miss Pac-Man for the NES. Um, I don't know if you guys are, are aware, but there's two different versions of Pac-Man for the for the Nintendo. And they had the black Tengen cartridge, which is like the the weird like the weird shaped one, like RBI baseball, you know. And then yeah. they had a gray Namco version, which is looks just like a regular gray NES cart, and it has different cover art and everything else. I'm not sure if there's graphical differences or gameplay differences between the two versions because I've never played the Namco one. But um, so I found this this gray Namco version, and it usually sells for like. I would say on average like forty bucks. I would say oh, e- easily forty bucks. Um, some places, you know, some sellers had, of course, like overpriced, like sixty or whatever. Um, yeah. But I mean, the the Tengen Miss Pac-Man you can get for like five dollars. You know, no big deal. Is it like the same exact game, or is it different? I don't know. I'm not sure if there. Are, I'm not sure if there are any differences or not. Um, I'll let you know though. But I'm I'm still I haven't gotten it in the mail yet, but I'm still waiting on it. Um, it's supposed to be delivered by like. Like I think early next week or something like that. Um, so, uh, but I found it and I was like, "Oh my god!" And it said, "Buy it now" was twenty five bucks. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Because you know, typically, if you were to average out all the different prices you see for this game across eBay, it, it averages to be thirty five, forty bucks. And to see it for twenty five, I'm like, "Shit, that's cheap!" You know, like I've been looking for this this Namco version for a while. And uh, it said buy it now twenty five dollars or um, or best offer that new feature they have now on eBay, 
And I haven't been on there. I don't know. Yeah, like they, you can actually like sellers have the option that like here, this is what I'm asking, but you know, give me, you know, you can haggle with people basically. Like it's almost like like a flea market. And right. I, I love I love that feature because I you know any chance I can get to get something cheaper, I'm all about it. So um, I yeah, I, that's what you're about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when my cheapness comes out. Um, so. Um, so I sent him an offer of uh, 15, which I knew was lowballing it, but I figured if I come in at 15, maybe he'll meet me halfway for 20. You know, he's asking 25, I offer 15, we'll meet in the middle. And he came back and counteroffered me and said, how about 19? I'm like, I was going to, I would have said yes to 20, you know? So yeah. I got it for 19 bucks, which like I said, normally it runs 40. So, I mean, you know, damn, it's in damn good shape and everything. So I'm really looking forward to, I mean, uh, one Mike, I know you know, but I don't know if the listeners do. I'm a big uh, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man freak, so I'm really excited to get like a a new version, so to speak, of that. And then the last one, um, I actually got these after we had signed off Xbox last night. Um, I found a seller who was selling all three Adventure Island games for the NES. Um, I already have Adventure Island one, but two and three tend to be a little bit more rare. Um, well, two is not really rare; it's just it's more rare than one, and three is more rare than both of them. And I was able to find a guy who's selling all three of them together. Um, three usually runs by itself like thirty dollars, twenty-five, thirty dollars. Wow! Um, I actually got all three Adventure Islands for thirty-nine bucks. That's so, awesome. Yeah, there's a really good deal. And um, um, so, I, anytime I find a good deal like that, I look through the seller. Like I'll click buy it now to secure that item. And then what I'll do is I'll go through what what I'll like whatever else they're selling. And usually you can combine shipping and. You know, hence why the first guy I bought like 10, 11 games from because I just combined all the shipping together. And um, I actually was able to find in his stock of games um, uh, the original G.I. Joe game for the NES. Um, oh, that's cool. Which that typically runs a, like a decent amount of money, like 25, 30 bucks. I got it for 18. So, like, Sweet. I spent a lot of money, but at the same time, like, I found like a fuck ton of good deals. Like, you know, I spent probably, I would say, if I combined everything together, maybe 150 bucks. But if you were to add up together the value of the games I'm getting, it's probably like double that. So right. I'm I'm just like ultra stoked about like this massive amount of NES games that are in the mail, like on the way to my house right now. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's like Santa Claus is coming. It's <laughs> awesome. So I'm I'm really really stoked about that. So that's that's pretty much been like what I've been up to as far as gaming and stuff is like, I got a couple of decent deals um, from Gamefly on, on some current gen games, but I have enough current gen stuff to keep me busy for a while. You know, I've got like Yakuza 4, Yakuza Dead Souls. I've got Captain America now. Um, I saw like... Dragon Age 2. Fuck Dragon Age. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I, I, I still have, um, what was the other game I was just thinking of? Um, Oh, Deus Ex. I still want to get through. Um, Rage. I'm actually playing that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Rage I haven't gotten like any time into even though it's it's been out for a while so I've got so much current gen shit to get through that like you know I, I wanted to focus a little bit more on my retro stuff as far as um, pickups and stuff are concerned so that's cool. um, yeah so that's what that's what I was doing over the last week or so with, as far as pickups and everything else so um, so yeah um, which that pretty much would bring us right into the what you're playing section um, uh, let's see I'll, I'll just go real quick because I really have not played. I, I I am guilty of like a lot of non-gaming this week. 
Um, how dare you? I know. How how dare I work and have a life? Fucking asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, there's been a lot of birthdays uh, lately, like within like my family, so to speak, and then within um, coworkers. So I've been going out going out a lot lately, and um, so I've been basically getting out of work and then going out to like you know a couple like bars and stuff and just celebrating birthdays with people. Um, and then actually, uh, my girlfriend Mindy's birthday is next this coming Monday. So, uh, that'll obviously kill, that'll kill at least one day of, of gaming for me next week, but <laughs> well, I mean, well worth it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cause I know she listens to the podcast. So, <laughs> so, um, no, but, um, yeah, well, I'm sure we're, we're going to be going out and stuff next week for her birthday. So, um, but yeah, there was a lot of birthdays, her, um, Mindy's brother's birthday and then, uh, one of my coworkers and stuff. So, um, I, cool. I've been trying to hit up a couple games here and there when I had time, um, I of course was playing Yakuza Dead Souls. Um, I tried to I tried to bust it out when I first got it, and stupid update which I thought took ten hours probably only took it ten minutes, but whatever. <laughs> um, but I I, um, I I probably have about maybe an hour put into Dead Souls I think, and as Mike was saying earlier, just absolutely loving it. It's just amazing. Are you? I wasn't yeah. sure if you're going to like it as much as I am. Uh, I don't think I like it as much as you. Okay. I think I think you're definitely liking it more than I am. I think you need to get the the headshot thing. I need to get deeper into it. Yeah, because I you you had texted me and saying like when you start playing it, just make sure you unlock the headshot thing. So I started to, and it said like before you can unlock the headshot, you have to unlock the something or else. Like it's like in steps, like level one before you get to level two kind of thing. Yeah, I don't remember and, any of that. Yeah, and so um, I unlocked the first level. So I'm just waiting to get more of the what is it the, like soul badge or soul something or other the souls. Yeah. yeah, it's like the like the leveling up chips that all the Yakuza games have right had, like right? for the RPG element basically. And yeah. um, so I I need to wait until I can get like two two more souls or something like that to level up the uh, the headshot um, element that you were talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. I mean, I anything that brings me back to Camarocho and brings me back to like the world of Yakuza. Um, I can't find a lot of fault with, you know. Even right. if it played like shit, I'd be like, you know, what? I love the fact that I'm back. Like the opening scene, spoiler, is um, like, like they show the Sunshine Orphanage. And yes, I, it, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it's one of those like, like holy shit moments because I'm like, we're back at the orphanage. This is fucking great, you know. Yeah, I do remember that. And it just gave me like this nice little down home, like welcome back feeling to the series because. That's like the staple of Yakuza with with uh, Katsuma and, and and the Sunshine Orphanage. That's and, funny. I, I totally I totally thought the same thing. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, I love this. It's like I'm like, ah, oh, like I feel like I'm home again. You know, like I, know, I love yeah. that series so much, and I love the characters and the fact that you're seeing all the kids playing outside and um and uh, you know you just you, you just are seeing the characters that you are growing to love over the course of this series. And it's it's just, interesting though because Yakuza Three was the first one that that you played. I never played one or two, yeah. Yeah, so um, a lot of like I know some like dar- like diehard um, Yakuza fans weren't a big fan of the orphanage and everything, but yeah, well, um, I from from what I took away from the storyline, it was like um, like you know he was like all badass and then he became like a, basically a, what their argument is, like became like a pussy basically. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I had played the previous two as well, and three is still my favorite. So three was amazing. I mean, I really liked it. Yeah. What What a fucking great intro for me into the Yakuza series. Like I had never played one or two on the PS2, and yeah. 
I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better intro. So, like, if anyone out there is listening and has never played a Yakuza series, start with three. You know, don't start with four Dead Souls or anything like that. Like, go back to three and just like learn like the characters and the and just just take it in because it was just fucking amazing. I love. Well, plus, I you love can get it. it for dirt cheap. Now it's too. like eight bucks probably now or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you, if you haven't been able to tell, we kind of like the the Yakuza series because we yeah. talk about it on every every every, every episode so far. Yeah, well, it's because that, the it's just because the the new the, game came out. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And um, so yes, yeah, so I've been playing Yakuza Dead Souls. Um, played some NHL 12. I think last night was like the first time this week I played it. We we busted it out on co-op. Um, every so often, every week or two, we'll bust out some <clears> games on that. And uh, uh, I was playing. I was doing well with that game, and then all of a sudden, Mike just opened up a can on me and <laughs> ended up like beating me like six to three or something like that. My mojo's back. Yeah. Well, well, you and you took the St. Louis Blues, and I took my my Flyers, and uh, yep. the Blues. Blues won. are rocking this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'm used to the Blues sucking. So. And um, my my Sharks are sucking. So. Yeah. Now the Flyers are doing okay, as far yeah. as I can see, but. Um, and then the only, only other game, um, my, you know, my retro emulator, of course, I bring that to work with me every day. So, I mean, I pretty much get the most play out of that. Your um, stolen games? Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, oh, dude, that reminds me. I have a, um, uh, do you remember I was talking about Joseph Joe last week? He had the um, the one question, and then that, that brought up the whole topic of retro uprising. And, and then yeah. you're like, is that legal? And I was like, I don't know. I'll have to talk to him. He actually emailed me on YouTube. And like told me all about like everything, so I, I actually want to read. Remind me to read that later because it's it was interesting. Um, Let's go into it now because we're all right. Well, we're talking about it. Well, I had one more g- game. God damn it! <laughs> you can go back to it. Uh, well, no, the only other game I was playing on my it was actually on my phone, but it was um, uh, Game Dev Story. Oh, uh, I still haven't played the. I love that game. I I, I, know, like, I know I would. But... I mean, not to be not to be gross, but like I play a lot. Like when I'm sitting on the crapper, and because uh, like some games are awesome for the. Yeah, and it's it's a really good just pick up game, and it's just really awesome because you can just save it at any point, you know, whether you're in development of a game or not. Um, if in case you guys aren't aren't aware, it's like a it's an iPhone or iPad game, um, or a, I, I think they have it on Android as well. And uh, it, you basically take the role of a game developer, and you run a, a studio that that creates you know video games and video game systems, and you have to basically upgrade your staff and upgrade your their knowledge and their abilities and stuff to make better games. And they actually rate your games, and you know you have to sell X amount of copies. They have like uh, gaming award shows every once every year. You, you basically try to win game of the year with your um, your creations and stuff, and you get like a million dollar bonus if you do. And it's just really in depth, especially for a game like on a phone. It's um, so up my alley, but so I, I just good. hate playing games on my phone. Yeah, it's it's really really good, and, and you know, being that my phone is always on me when I'm at work, um, it's really easy to bust it out on a break. I'm dying for them to like release an XBLA version. Oh, it would be fun. It would be amazing. I would I would buy it day one without a doubt. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. Um, all right. So. All right, here we go. Um, the email from Joseph Joe. He said, uh, "I'm, I'm going to see if I can try to skip through it a little bit just to." Um, kind Who is of, this guy again? Uh, he's one of the moderators from RetroUprising.com. He's, he's what also, is RetroUprising.com again? Uh, the well, it's the the website that has the, all the uh, emulations. The, oh, okay. Um, the website where you can just like you log in, it's free, and like they have all the ROMs. Basically, you can play them straight from the website. 
Um, and the last episode we talked about it because he had left a comment on the Facebook and, and I, I kind of brought up the website from there and he, um, uh, her, he heard the uh, episode and then wrote me a, basically a letter on YouTube just to like kind of fill me in on, on the, the technicalities of the website and stuff. But um, he just said, uh, hi Josh, congrats on another great show. In my opinion, they keep getting better. I haven't fully listened to episode three all the way through yet. It will have to wait until Friday on, on my day off. Uh, just want to thank you for the mention yet again, because I, I I had been talking about the website on my YouTube channel as well, just trying to get people aware of it because it's a really good community just to sit and talk to other gamers and and have like you know good competitions with each other and stuff like that. So I always I always yeah, promote yeah. it because I really like it. Um, he says uh, uh he wanted to to answer um, your Mike's question about retro uprisings legality. Um, and he says the quote, the quote below is from the horse's mouth, AKA the site's administrators. It says, it's a question that's often asked without going into too much boring detail. Allow me to try and explain. Uh, we are not in the business of distributing ROMs. Um, it says basically the, the site's purpose, um, is, is not distributing them, but, um, to just have them there available to play. And they're not profiting being that you don't pay for like a subscription. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to like, um, like sum it up basically. Um, being that they, that you can't download the ROMs from them and that they don't charge money for the website. So they're not making profit off of the ROMs. Um, it actually falls into basically le- the legal realm, so to speak. But like, can, okay, let's say I go onto this and there's a game I want to play. Right. And I play it one day and it's cool. Right. And I go back and play, like, can I play it like the next day over and over and over and over again? Yeah, but not obviously in its original form because it's on a computer, not on a console. Right, but you're still playing the exact same game. Right, and it's all retro stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I think I think they have up through like the N64. I want to say. That's cool. Yeah, um, but it, it just says um, there are no laws forbidding anything that Retro Uprising does. It says we have contacted most major game publishers, and to let them know that. Uh, the website was created out of respect for what they've created that it's about reliving nostalgia and typically not possible to currently buy because like like that's kind of what I said last week which was like you know it's like even if you were to buy a copy of let's say like um, like the N64 copy of like uh, Mario 64 I don't know I'm just picking a game like they're they're not for sale new anymore so like Nintendo's not seeing it, like you're finding it at Goodwill or a garage sale or a flea market where they're not seeing a dime of that profit anyway. Right. So it's it's kind of it's kind of along those lines. But um, uh, he just continues to say that uh, uh, keep up the good work. If you ever want any more questions or input, I'd be happy to help. Um, stuff like that. You're chipping. He'll keep chipping in with feedback and stuff on the Facebook page, and that he's basically he's basically following us pretty pretty closely, you know, like listening to all of our episodes and stuff like that. So, well, that's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, but yeah, once again, retrouprising.com, guys. I I can't recommend it enough. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's very convenient too. Um, I still prefer to play my games on my on my consoles, obviously, with my controller in my hands. But um, it's really really cool if you're just kind of chilling with like your laptop and you're not you don't feel like you know, going down to your game system to play, it's it's really really convenient, and plus it has like the, the community um, feel to it as well, like with you know competitions and you know high score battles and that kind of stuff. So it adds that element which you can't get from your console. So, um, but I thought that was pretty cool. But 
Anyway, That's awesome so, that he was listening and responded. Oh yeah, cool. it's yeah, it's really cool that he's he's as interactive as he is right now. Um, yeah, you know, as, as, as well as yeah, absolutely, as well as everybody else who's interacting. Speaking of interacting, um, if you want to hit up the mailbag, um, we do have a couple of people chiming in on the Facebook. And, nice uh, segue, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm getting <laughs> good. I'm getting good at this shit, man. It's like I'm professional or something. The fuck? I have to say, I was disappointed with episode three. I think what? it was one of our worst. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is that because Den- Denali puked? <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> it, it really was, actually. <laughs> that's, why I'm, that's why it wasn't one of our best. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was that bad. But um, I posted, you know, once again, I posted on the Facebook saying that uh, episode three is live and I put the link to it so people could listen to it. And um, I said, let us know what you think. Leave some comments below. Don't forget to leave questions for episode four. So here we are recording episode four. Um, just had a couple. Um, I mean, we're up to 19 little thumbs up on the, the Facebook site, the little like buttons or whatever. And apparently four people are talking about us, which I find to be kind of creepy the way they put that. But um, You are being stalked. Yeah. It's like... Well, people like you. There are people in your bushes. <laughs> people are are looking through your cynical pixel bushes. Um, so anyway, um, there is a Facebooker. Again, I'm not going to give out last names. We'll just go by Douglas G. Um, and he writes, Another great episode, guys. It's refreshing to listen to a podcast by adults having normal conversations about video games. I'm going to stop at that point in the comment. It's weird to be known as an adult. I know I am, but it's like I still feel like I'm five. But I do too. I, th- I think I mean it's a, it's a great comment, so don't get me wrong. Um, you know, thank you, Doug, for the comment. But um, a normal conversation about video games. I don't think I've ever considered any conversation you you and I have ever had as being normal. <laughs> like like I don't know. It's just something about like like it's just I don't know. I feel like I'm five years old talking about video games like when when we were kids, but. I don't know. I thought that was funny. But anyway, um, he continues on saying um, he basically, not that we had a contest or a prize, but we, we, we set out like a um, like a challenge to everyone listening to fi- you know figure out or to you know let us know if you knew what our theme song was from the intro theme song on this on this podcast. And uh, apparently, Doug knew it. Um, he puts down the the opening theme song is the Tomato Convenience Store song from Shenmue. And My favorite game of all time. That is 100% correct, Doug. <laughs> you, you got it right on the head, and no one else guessed it. No one else even tried guessing it. So he not it's only we have like 10 fans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I mean, 10, 10% of our fan base has actually guessed, and that was one person. Go. But um, yeah, so we decided to. I, I had a couple different theme songs picked out. Like I had this this one guy. Um, I forget. Oh, uh, Daniel Tidwell. If you ever want to Google that, if you're out there listening. Um, he does really cool covers of video game themes and stuff like that. And they actually had one of, um, uh, what do you call it? Monkey Island, the first Monkey Island. Oh, I love and, that music. Yeah, and the music was awesome. And it's done to his like heavy metal, like hard rock kind of guitar. The original and, is my uh, ringtone, actually, for my phone. Oh, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> so basically, I had that originally. And then we were talking before we recorded the first episode and we were just brainstorming about ideas and sections we wanted to do in the show and what our theme song we wanted, everything. We literally had to like brainstorm everything from scratch that we wanted to do. And, um, Mike had actually brought up the, you know, this song and I haven't played Shenmue. I mean, it's, it's a shame to say, but I haven't played it in like, 
God, maybe maybe ten years. <laughs> I mean, it's been so fucking long since I played the original Shenmue, and and he, you know, he told me about this this uh, theme song, and I was like, what the, you know, Tomato Can? What the fuck are you talking about? So I I looked it up. I went on YouTube, looked it up, and I was like, this is the coolest fucking song I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I used to just like sit in the tomato convenience store and like looking at all the, uh, the like the merchandise and listening to that song loop over and over and over oh, again. It's, it's so fucking catchy. So, I felt like. I felt like I was really there, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just so catchy. It sounds like a perfect like convenience store song, and yeah. um, it, it was just really cool. And we figured it would be obscure because um, you know it's one of our favorite. I mean, Mike, it's, it's your favorite, but of all time, pretty much. But um, it's one of my favorite games as well, and um, hence our. I think I, I think that's where our love for Yakuza comes from is because it's very it's very Shenmue. Absolutely, and, yeah. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's almost like that's the best we can do right now without a Shenmue three coming out. So, um, but yeah, so that was that was kind of cool. That that um, number one, you know, we always appreciate the positive feedback or any kind of feedback, at, you know, for that matter. But um, the fact that Doug knew the the uh, intro song was was pretty fucking epic. I thought that's cool. But uh, next one came from Dexter K, and um, I'm I'm. I'm assuming I clicked on his profile just to check it out to see where he was from, um, and he had it blocked because I'm like not friends with him or whatever. Um, but he he opens it up by saying "Hey Droogs," and that's that's got to be some kind of overseas term. That's a Clockwork Orange thing. <laughs> Is it really? So it's like England then, right? Well, the the language in Clockwork Orange was like written only for that book. Oh, so really? I have no idea. Oh, so that's that's well because in the movie, like he had that English accent. So, all right, well, I don't know. I could be extremely stupid right now, but I'm I'm gonna assume it's some from a different country, which um, means our podcast is actually going overseas, and that just blows my mind. It's just so weird that the podcast actually reaches people from outside of like my little world. Like I, I sit I sit in my basement and record this podcast with you, and I don't think of it reaching like down the street, let alone like another country you know yeah, it's so cool. it's yeah it's it's just really cool it just really just blows my mind that people are listening from places other than like you know sitting here in my basement you know but sure. um but yeah he puts down liking the podcast so far um a question what are some of your weirdest video game experiences huh. i don't know i don't know it's it's it's, it's a oh, tough question but I'm I'm trying to think like of does he mean like weird as in like a weird game or just like the weirdest experience I've had while playing video games. I mean probably, probably the I was going to say as, as far as like a weird game, I mean I mean Deadly Premonition to me was like a weird game. Such a great game. It's an oh, amazing game, but um the, my weirdest experience playing video games. I honestly don't know. Do you have an answer for that? No, nothing really weird's ever happened to me. Yeah, I I can't think of anything strange happening to me while I was playing video games. I had um, like the power go out once, <laughs> which was kind of interesting because I think I was playing like a scary game like uh, Fatal Frame or something. Yeah, and uh, if you guys have never played Fatal Frame games, they're by Tecmo, but they're like pretty much the scariest games I yeah. think that have ever been created. Yeah. Because pretty much you're taking pictures of ghosts with 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 a camera, so instead of running from the from the bad guy, not only, you have to face them and close up on them. And yeah, and yeah, actually like the, face um, their face them like you know face to face. Yeah, the power went out when I was playing it, and oh, that was really creepy. Yeah, see, I, I don't but, do well with creepy shit like that. 
Um, <laughs> not, though, not, not too much. Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of anything weird at all. Um, I mean, I've had, like, times where I'll be playing, like, a creepy game and then I'll feel like someone's, like, in the room with me or something because, like, yeah, it gets get in your head. I really do. And, um, you know, there'll, there'll be, de- you know, definitely times where, like, I'll feel like there's, like, someone over my shoulder and, like, I'll, but I know I'm home by myself, you know? Yeah. And uh, that actually happened with the first Bioshock. I do you remember remember that dude? Like I didn't play I that. I couldn't for believe you thought that was scary. I I got so creeped down in the beginning, <laughs> um, just because of like the like the whole children aspect, like the little sisters and the 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 whole like like creepy like possessed little kids and stuff. As I don't I'm sitting, know. they were like I don't know. As I'm sitting here looking at like my Bioshock figures on my on my desk <laughs> <laughs> with with the creepy girl, the with the bright eyes or whatever. But um, yeah, I can't think of any weird moments with it. Like, I guess that was that's kind of weird. Like, like well, you and I both had similar experiences where like we're playing a creepy game and something like startles you, you know, like out from the outside world, so to speak, you know, right. like like a power outage or something else, whatever. But that's that's kind of cool. Um, uh, let's see, Thomas D. Uh, he's he's a repeat offender on this show. <laughs> that's cool. Um, He's actually the one who left that awesome comment on episode one where he said it was the first time he had sat on the internet for 100 minutes and just listened. Yeah, that was um, a great comment. Yeah, I still, still by far, I think my favorite comment. No offense to anyone else who's leaving him, but that was, that was <laughs> truly a com- comment of the like seven that we have. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite one of the two. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he had commented about episode three saying t- it was time well spent. And he said, uh, What are your thoughts on the Hitman series? Um, oh god, I have stories about this. Have you ever played any of those? That's what I was gonna say. Is that I've actually never played a Hitman game, so I'm gonna let you pretty much cover this one. Um, All right, well, I can't talk about it. The first one only came out on PC, if I remember correctly, and um, me not being a, a PC gamer, I never tried it. And then I heard that they were making one for the Xbox, the original Xbox, and it was Hitman Two. And I, th- I, th- I think it came out on the PS2 as well. I could be wrong about that. But I was like, oh my god, a game where I play Hitman, like that sounds so amazing. So I pre-ordered it, and I thought it was going to be so fun. And I guess I didn't realize it was a stealth game. <laughs> nice. I thought it was going to be like a game where you're running around killing people, you know, because, I mean, you're a fucking Hitman. Like, what the hell do you have to sneak around for? Yeah. Um, but it was very, very frustrating for me. I freaking hated that game. I, I, I bought it for 50 bucks, like, the day it came out. And uh, it had some really cool ideas. I remember he had like strangled people with like piano wire and stuff, which was kind of different. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was really strict about getting spotted. And um, I seemed it seemed to be like whenever I got spotted, I was pretty much fucked. You know, you you're kind of screwed. Right. Like in some stealth games, you can kind of like fight your way out of like a sticky situation. Uh-huh. But the Hitman games, I always felt pretty uh, pretty fucked every time I was caught or whatever. Right. So I never tried another one since then, actually, because. I just had such a um, negative time with the one that I played. Right. I never played any of the other ones, but I've been hearing that the new one that's going to be coming out, they're trying to make it a little bit more uh, accessible and a little bit more fun. So that's I'll cool. definitely give give the new one a rent, but I'm not optimistic for it. Yeah, I'd, uh, I've never played any of them, and I probably will continue not playing them. <laughs> yeah, you're not a you're 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 not a stealth guy, just like I, me. I fucking hate stealth. I. Like like you and I will play like even a game that doesn't require stealth like whatever it was like let's say Gears of War three when we were playing that like we'll come upon like this massive amount of people that we have to like hide behind stuff and just pick them off one by one I just I just run into the fucking open and just start blasting people 
Like because right, it's it's more fun. It's fun, exactly. And like I'm, that's the whole point of my video game is I'm trying to have fun. So um, I'm not. The only into... time I like stealth is when it's like um, like another option. Like uh, like right now in in Deus Ex, I'm like sneaking around. Right. But I don't have to. Like I, I can totally just run around shooting, and I'd be fine. I'd be able to get out of the situation just fine. But when it's like you will do stealth. If you get spotted, you're fucked. Like yeah. <laughs> that's what's not fun. Yeah, exactly. And um, there was only one game I actually enjoyed stealth, and that was um, what was that last uh, Tom Clancy game? Was that Splinter Cell? Yeah. Um, for the Xbox, like you know. That's oh, not, there wasn't not... much stealth in that though. That was really more of like an action game. Well, that tells you how much stealth I, I like in a game because to me that was a stealth game. <laughs> yeah, like because I didn't even buy that game when it like came out because I knew that. Splinter Cells were stealth games, right? And then I heard you say how, how fun it was, and I was like, "Well, if if he likes it, I'll definitely like it." Exactly. It was and pretty yeah, good. It's. I mean, I wouldn't even call that a stealth game at all. No, nah, <coughs> not 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 based on the actual like genre title, so to speak. I don't remember sneaking around <coughs> at all in that game. I, I did a little bit. Um, there was certain parts that actually it did help to do so. Um, and it was actually kind of fun to do so, which was weird coming for me because I, I hate sneaking around. I just like walking up just busting someone's ass yeah. but um so yeah that's that's pretty much the mailbag guys um thank you everybody for you know for who part uh, i can't talk <laughs> for participating and um you know as always we'll when this episode gets posted we'll post it on the facebook and then uh feel free to leave comments and questions on that post for episode five and we'll obviously hit them up as you've been hearing the last couple of weeks so that's always a always a good time. I love hearing from from people who are listening. So, um, so uh, yeah, uh, we we don't really have a main topic this week. Um, we were, we were trying to think of something to do, and the things that we already knew that we wanted to do, we kind of figured it would, it would fill up our our time frame here. So we're just kind of foregoing a main topic or like a top list or anything like that this week. Um, we originally wanted to review uh, Dead Souls, but we both don't feel like we're far enough into the game to give it like a fair, uh, like a fair review. Yeah, so once we're, we're finished or, or pretty close, we'll we'll give a fair one. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're gonna hold off on that for at least a week, if not maybe a couple of weeks, until we can. If get... any of you guys have like ideas for uh, topics, just leave them on the page. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, uh, we're doing this for you guys, so um, yeah. we can we can pick topics all day long. But if you give us some that you guys are interested in, we'll, we'll do them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because a lot so, of the topics we did on the Shark and Pixel show and everything else, so we feel like um, we're repeating a lot. Yeah, sometimes. we don't want to repeat anything. So maybe you guys can think of some new ones, or we'll we'll keep trying. Yeah, definitely. So, um, we're, but we're gonna hit up the section that we had talked about last week, um, and we're gonna actually hit it up for the first time, and that's the retro rewind. <laughs> So retro re- rewind. I I have trouble saying that. <laughs> the the double R dude. And the the R squared. Um, but yeah, the 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 R squared section is um, basically um, once a week we're gonna basically go through and just pick out a retro game. Now retro doesn't necessarily, as we had said before, it doesn't mean like we're playing Coleco games or we're playing NES or um, stuff like that. I mean to me. And I think Mike, you agree, is that like anything retro would be the last generation and before. Anything um, before now. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so obviously we're not gonna be touching like a Wii game or anything, but you know, like PS two to me qualifies as a retro game at this point. Um 
I mean, maybe not retro, so to speak, but it's it's looking back on a game that's been out for a while. And um, I think it'll be interesting, number one, to see um, our thoughts on these games, but also I, I think like I'll be interested just to see like what you pick out each week. Yeah, you know, I think that that'd be really awesome. So uh, we're gonna start it up this week, and hopefully, I, I think we're gonna make it like a weekly thing. Um, I guess depending on on feedback also from the audience and whether or not sure. people like it. But I mean, you know me; it's not tough for me to do a, a retro review of a game because that's pretty much what I do all week is play retro games. Yeah. So, um, but what did uh, what did you pick for for the first episode of this? You and I were talking a couple nights ago, and you brought this game up, and it uh, it sparked my interest again. So, I, uh, so I popped it back in. It's a Dynamite Cop for the Dreamcast. Oh God, I love that game. Um, I had no idea that this game existed until a couple years ago. Right. And when I finally discovered it, I was so mad at everybody because I couldn't believe no one ever told me about this game. Yeah. It, it's it's a three D beat 'em up um, where you can pretty much pick up anything as a weapon. And it's got branching paths, and it's really short, and it's like a perfect game in my, in my eyes. Uh, you can pick it up for five bucks, probably, yeah. for, for the Dreamcast. And it's just such a fun game. Um, the controls are actually really fun. Some of the so, some of the boards and levels are really cool. So you can choose like which way to go. I think like at the very beginning when you're uh, attacking the ship, spoilers. Um, spoilers. You, you can like climb up the side of the boat or take a boat to it or um, go by air or something like. And it like changes like the path that you take. Right. So even though it's like a twenty or thirty minute game, you can beat it really quickly. It's one of those games you can play over and over again and see different things, and uh, it's a game that I just pop in from time to time to uh, just just have fun. Yeah, know? yeah. But you can probably find it at, at a bunch of used game stores now, or definitely on eBay for really cheap. But Dynamite Cop for the Dreamcast is so fun. Yeah, that's um, you. You actually, um, this is probably about two and a half years ago, I guess. Um, I was just starting to get back into like my retro collecting, like as like getting back into a hardcore like I basically am now and I was like I, I looked at my Dreamcast and I looked at my Dreamcast collection and I was like wow I have like nothing for this system I still don't really have a good collection but um, I was like give me, a, give me a really good Dreamcast game like to get me back into playing this system again and that, yeah. like you didn't even think twice you were just like Dynamite Cop I'm like yeah. I'm like really I'm like you know I was like you seem pretty sure about that you're like no, get it. Like I'm telling you, just get it. So I was like, okay, and you know, I I pretty much always I, I always trust your uh, judgment on stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm like, all right. So I I look it up. I found it for I forget how much I paid for it back in the day, but uh, it was it was pretty dirt cheap. And uh, I got it, and I put it in. It's a really you know short game, but amazing from front to back. I loved it, and uh, I completed it probably in my first sitting. I think. And uh, just absolutely, absolute great game. So I mean, I I uh, I like that you actually picked that as your as your your first pick there. Well, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this whole retro rewind thing was because I've always wanted other podcasts to to do something like this. Right. Because I I think there's nothing better than finding out about a cool old game that I never played. Yeah, absolutely. And seeking it out and trying it because, I mean, there were times in my life when I wasn't gaming all that much and. A lot of stuff came out that I'm pretty pretty ob- oblivious to. Right. Um, like a lot of the Dreamcast stuff, I didn't even know existed. Um, so you started collecting just, it. <clears throat> yeah. So it's like really cool to go back and find something new that you can get for really cheap that you're gonna have 
a lot of fun with and don't have to spend a ton on. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, for for me, I I actually picked surprise surprise an NES game. Um, yeah, you would. Yeah, of course. I I have like. I, I'm looking at my my collection. I'm just like, oh, which one do I want to do? Um, I actually I had talked about this. The reason why I did this game was um, not necessarily because I thought it was either great or going to be great or anything like that. It was just because I literally found a game at the flea market, um, which I talked about last week, um, called Digger T Rock, and yeah. I had never heard of it before, never played it before, and it was one of those experiences, kind of like with Operation Secret Storm, is like I feel like they put out a brand new. NES game after 25 years that I'd never even heard about because I literally had never heard about it. Um, it's okay. Um, I had <laughs> I, I had some people on my my YouTube channel um, when I showed it in in my my like flea market Sundays uh, little series that I do on my YouTube channel. Um, I had showed that I picked it up and and people were like, oh that game was great. I played that a lot when I was a kid and everything else. And like that was the only one that they were really commenting on was was Digger T Rock, like everything, everything you know, everything else was just like, oh, good pickups, whatever, you know. But they specifically kept mentioning this game, so I was like, there's got to be something to this game. I mean, if people are like going out of their way to mention that one, because I, I think that was the week I picked up like 31 games or something like that, and that was just one of them. And the fact that they weren't mentioning anything but this Digger T Rock, so I'm like, all right, cool, let me let me bust it out. So I um I. I actually downloaded the ROM to my emulator, which is legal because I own the game now. And, and um, um, I brought it with me, you know, to to work and everything else, so I could get some some good time in on it. Um, it's fun. It's it's okay. Like I said, it's not bad. It's not great. It's just whatever. Like you literally, you hit the start button on the on the opening screen, and it drops you into the game with no front story, no background, no nothing. No, this is how you play. This is what you're trying to do. It's just like you're a little dude, and you're inside. It just says Cavern One, and then it drops you into Cavern One, and you have like a little safari hat on, and like this little guy with a shovel, and you're walking around. You dig in the dirt, and you're trying to like basically you're tunneling down through a cavern trying to get to the exit, and there's like bats that come after you and like little, I don't even know what the fuck they are, like little monsters or whatever come out of like the walls and shit and come after you. And you just, you know, you can smack them with your shovel and kill them. Uh, and basically you're just trying to basically not die and get to the exit. And you have to like activate the, um, activate like the exit to open, but you have to get to the exit in like 60 seconds or something like that. Like, Otherwise, you have to go back and reactivate the exit again, and then try to find your way out of the the, the cave, you know, the cave or the cavern. I mean, it's it sounds like a lot. It's really not that hard. I mean, well, it's not that easy either. It's kind of it, I don't know. It's kind of like mediocre. Like there are some parts that are tough, some parts that are easy, but it's just basically a typical NES platformer that you're just trying to solve your puzzle and get out of the cave. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, it's in the title, Digger T Rock. Like the guy's name is digging. Like he's literally digging rock to get through a cavern and get out. And there's no story. There's no anything. It's just literally a, a like a brainless just NES game, basically. It sounds so, like Dig Dug. It's basically like a high class Dig Dug. Yeah. I mean, in Dig Dug, you're trying to like kill the creatures though whereas this you're trying to avoid the creatures and get out of the, get out of the cave that you're in basically uh-huh. but it's it's very it's very similar um it, it's it believe me i've played a, a fuck ton worse on the nes and um you know if 
again, if you're an NES collector or if you have one or something and you come across this game for a decent price, it's I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly be like, hey, go out of your way and look it up on eBay and order a copy. But if you happen to come across it, I w- it's not a bad uh, not a bad pickup whatsoever. It's it's okay. I mean, if I you know out of five stars, <laughs> that's the box quote. Digger T Rock, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's that's gonna be the <laughs> title of this episode. Eh, it's all right. Yeah, Digger T Rock for for the win. But um, you know, if I had to like give it like a score out of you know ten, it would probably be like a four or five maybe. I mean, it's 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 just right in there in the middle of the road, mediocre. It's it's another game to play, you know, and it's it's not broken or anything. It's not like the controls suck or anything like the you know, it's it's just a game. That's all, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's. That's the reason why I wanted to I wanted to hit that game first was mainly because of the fact that it was um, just like a, a title I had never really heard and stuff and I I think my depending on when when my the package comes in the mail I think uh, Operation Secret Storm is going to be my next one because <laughs> cool. I'm just so anxious to play that game it just sounds like it's either it's either going to be a fucking amazing game or just utter shit. <laughs> we've, we've never heard of it so you know it's not going to be good. Yeah, well it was also put out by some company that never heard of either and it wasn't officially it, it was never officially licensed by nintendo because of the subject matter it being sensitive I, I predict you will play it for about 12 minutes and then you'll never play it again <laughs> all right for, for you sports betters out there uh the over under is 12 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you right now yeah no you're probably right i mean i'm sure it's just i'm so anxious to to bust it so but yeah, yeah that's that's just like a little taste of retro rerun guys it's, God damn it. <laughs> Retro Rewind. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just going to be like a little short segment just like that. Just a real quick little snip about a game. And, um, you know, like like Mike said, it, it's just it's something we've never heard before in a podcast. And hopefully it helps you guys discover some games you've never heard of before. And hopefully we can bring that, that information to you. I thought that would be pretty cool. So, and actually it was Mike's idea and I, I agreed with him that it would be a cool well, idea. Let me get this straight. I because when I came up with when I came up with the idea, I was thinking it was going to be like good games that we should all go try and pick up. But you picked one that sucked. So well, I, are I we going to do one? That, are we going to do ones that that suck or just good ones? I think I think honestly, as far as like for me, like I I just I'm going to look at my collection and be like you know like I I picked that one specifically because I had no idea if it was good or not, and I went into it knowing nothing about it. Okay. Um, I think just anything you want to pick, honestly, it could be good or bad, or it could it could be like, hey, this is a great you know hidden gem, pick it up, or you know what, this one may look like it's good, but it fucking blows. Stay away from it, you know. <laughs> you know this game that you've never played? Don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, save save your time. You'll never get those minutes back. You know. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just think, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you can keep picking your gems. I'll keep picking my shit Nintendo games. That's cool. <laughs> like Barbie. I'm down for that. So yeah, just whatever, whatever you feel like, man. I mean, just pick a game, play it, play it a little bit, and uh, yeah. you know, just give your thoughts about it. You know, yeah, like little do. little mini reviews, because obviously, you know, we do the in depth reviews about the current gen stuff. So I'm on those. Cool. So uh, yeah, so R squared. <laughs> that's that's the new section, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, if you guys like it, let us know, and uh, we'll continue doing it. So. Uh, it is now time for the Circus of Values. Welcome to the Circus of Values! Alright, so Circus of Values this week. Um, I'm not really <laughs> sure what's out there. Um, I didn't really find too much. What are you laughing We about? always do this. It's like, Circus of Values. Um, 
<laughs> no, no, no. I, I actually do have something prepared this week. Uh, okay, uh, go. Um, Gamefly is having a, uh, uh, as, they, as they're calling it, the under $15 blowout sale. And it's up through March the 26th, which is probably the day you're listening to this. So it sucks to be you if you haven't hit it yet. Um, but um, I actually hit that. That's actually where I got um, – I told you I was going to come back to the, the topic. And uh, Captain America, Homefront, I got them both for 8 bucks a piece. Um, just absolute steal. And uh, they have a lot of games right now. Like L.A. Noir is down to like $7. Um, I forget what else – they were showing um, crap. What, what were some of the games I was telling you about before we started recording? I don't remember. I don't either. Damn it. Like forever ago. <laughs> it was like two hours ago. Um, well, I have one that I can talk about while you're. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Go ahead. All right. Um, Target is going to have a buy two get one free game deal starting uh, the 25th. So, oh, sweet. If you guys are listening to this on the 26th, I think it's probably going to be running all week. So I'm thinking about going and picking up like three Vita games and. Taking advantage of is that because any that's, games that's pretty bomb. What? Yeah, any any games at all, or is it like specific titles? I think so. Yeah, I think it's just all games. That's fucking awesome. Of course, you would get the cheapest one for free. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's really cool. I would definitely be looking into that. I haven't been to Target in a while, looking for the clearance either. So that'd be kind of the fun. The clearance to... bin's bomb. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, um, that's where I got the Mortal Kombat fight stick when you were here. Fuck yeah. Yeah, no. Which I've never played with. Um, <laughs> it's still sitting on my shelf. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I got it for a collectible. I, I told you that when I bought it, I was like, "Dude, I'm getting this just because it's a collectible. I'm not. Get, I'm not going to use this shit." Um, yeah. Let's see. All right. So, Gamefly. I'm just looking at the 360 right now. Um, uh, La Noir is seven dollars. Um, let's see. For three. Um, <laughs> the best I've ever. Yeah. Fear. Fear three. Uh, eight ninety nine. Homefront. Eight ninety nine. Uh, let's see, X Men Destiny eight ninety nine. I'm thinking about actually picking that up, even though I hated it. Um, yeah, I kind of want it too. Just for the price, you can't go wrong. And it was I beat it, and I still want to get it. Yeah, like you beat it. Um, I uh, <laughs> I um, rented that from GameFly, and I played it for a little while. I just felt like I was playing an Xbox game, like a like original Xbox game. I just I don't know, it just didn't gel with me. But well, you for, know who made that game, right? I forget. Oh, Activision. No, Sil- well, I think they published it, but it oh. was uh, Silicon Knights. Okay. The makers of uh, Two Human, bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> we, have to, we have to play that again. I still have that fucking game. I love that game. I still have that game for some reason. I'm um, all over Two Human. If you guys are, are Two Human lovers, let us know. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do uh, some co-op or whatever. So <laughs> awesome. Um, so, all right, what else we got here? Fairy Tale Fights, $11. It seems a little steep for that game. It's been out for like three years now. Um, great game though. I had a lot of fun playing that um, on co-op. Yeah, it wasn't. It was fun. It was cool, like sliding on the blood. And yeah, I, I, could, I like if you like ran on a like a like a piece of ground with a lot of blood spray, your character would actually start like sliding and like skiing around the the screen on it. Yeah, and you, there was an achievement I think for what two minutes or something, like two straight minutes without stopping. Yeah, so like you and I were like just doing like donuts. Like, <laughs> we were doing figure eights. <laughs> yeah, just like on the blood. It was fun. <laughs> Some like little little red riding hood with like a huge fucking axe or like a chainsaw or something and like you're you sliding probably able to find blood. that game for cheaper though yeah yeah I don't know if $11 is great for it but it's one of the first times I've seen it for sale on Gamefly okay um, which is weird um, but anyway uh, Enslaved $11 I'm not really sure if that's stellar or not but great game nonetheless um, Rage $11 I can't believe that's that cheap already 
I know. Um, it just like plummeted in price. Uh, it's it kind of makes me sick to my stomach knowing I paid sixty dollars for it and I had it pre ordered. I did um, too. But whatever. Uh, Fist in the North Star, Ken's Rage. Um, Great game. Absolutely. Um, Fans 11. of uh, Dynasty Warriors will totally dig that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really great game. Um, $11 for that game. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is $11. Dead Space 2 is $11. There's a lot of under... I mean, obviously, hence the under $15 blowout. They have a lot of games. Hey, look, Dragon Age Origins. <laughs> My favorite series. Uh, 13 That's good. It's a good deal, yeah. Uh, Gears of War 2 for 13 That seems steep to me. Yeah, it's too much. Um, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of games. I'm just trying to scroll through real quick, see if there's anything else worth mentioning. Um, you've got Top Spin 4 Tennis. Um, Saints Row 2 for 16 That's That's really expensive. Um, that game's been out forever. But yeah, I mean, lots of lots of good titles to choose from. That was, that was just for the 360. I'm not going to go through all the systems just because um, I would probably bore the shit out of you guys. But um, just go over to GameFly.com and they have a, a buy link on the top of the um, on top of the page, and you can just go buy system and everything else. They have a, a shit ton of 3DS games for sale right now. Um, Cave Story being one of them. It's actually in the store for sale, and. Cool. Um, as well as the Michael Jackson experiences, if you ever want to experience him in 3D, it's now now's your chance. Who wouldn't? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's let's see. Um, yeah, so that's about it from at least from my end for Circus of Values. I mean, um, as you know, I pretty much I try to keep you guys up to date on deals on GameFly since I'm a GameFly whore. So um, there you are. Yeah, I've been a member since 2007, I think, <laughs> without stopping my membership five straight fucking years. Um, but you know, when they have good deals, they have really good deals. So I mean, you you have to take advantage of that. So. Yeah, but you're paying them like twenty, like twenty or thirty bucks a month, also. So I always yeah. think that their that their games are more expensive because then I get the bill from them, and it's like you you spent forty or fifty bucks. It's like what the hell? Because it's the twenty or thirty bucks for renting, and then the ten or twenty that you spent buying games. And yeah, but I mean, if you I mean, think back to the days where like you used to rent games from Blockbuster. Like you'd spend like six bucks for a game rental, and like if you rented the number of games that like that I usually do from GameFly every month, like it would be like a shit ton more than than thirty bucks or forty bucks. No, because what I used to do, some of you might remember this. They had this thing called the Freedom Pass over at Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I would go and rent rent a game, come home, play for a couple hours, see it sucks, go to there, get another game. So I would rent like three or four games in like one day for like 20 bucks a month. And it was so much better than this Gamefly shit where you're waiting for games to come to your house. It takes forever. Yeah, that's true. The Blockbuster shit was the bomb. I, I I would play like every game in that store in like a month, and then just cancel it. You I know? totally, it was, I totally forgot about that Freedom Pass. I never had that. That thing was the shit. This yeah. GameFly stuff takes too long for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like I want a game. Okay, you'll get it in a week. It's like well, I want it now, asshole. <laughs> yeah, give it to me now, dick. No, it pisses but, me but, off. And then they take forever. Like there were so many days. I'm like bashing on game GameFly. I don't give a shit because I suck. <laughs> but um, I would have um five like no games out, and I would have like five games on my GameCube, and it said high availability for all of them, and they wouldn't send me anything for like five days. I agree with you on that one. I'm like, this sucks. I'm canceling this. So yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm done. I agree with you on that one. Um, it's it's a it's very frustrating when it comes I'm down done. to it. Yeah, so. I don't know. I it I I take that, that that's the one bad thing I I do feel that goes on with them, 
and I, I just try to take the the one bad with the the greater good that I uh, at least you know in my opinion that I like about them. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that's it as far as uh, circus of values for me this week. That's the only thing I really knew about. Um, we just have a new segment called the GameFly bashing segment. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 GameFly fail segment. I would love this. I I'm sure. All over you it. know, every week I could probably give you a, a fail that GameFly has had. You know, <laughs> it's so awesome. Like all the times that they're like, "We sent you this game, and it never shows up." See, now I'm like totally ruining our chances at sponsorship. They want to sponsor the show. Well, I mean, we're gonna listen to this episode and be like, "Fuck them! They're talking mad shit." <laughs> well, it, it, it may it, we we may not get a sponsorship by GameFly.com, but maybe maybe fuck GameFly.com. <laughs> they could they could feature us on the GameFly. <laughs> Yeah, like when when you open it up, it's like the ad for like Geico. But um, yeah. So uh, anyway, I I have yet to successfully find a, a jingle for this next segment, and um, maybe possibly by the time I edit this this episode down, I'll find one. But we're gonna hit up the news, and okay, cool. um, I only have one story that I was able to find. I'm not sure what what you were able to find, but I got a bunch. Okay, good because uh, featuring like the best news of all time. Sweet. <laughs> helicopter <laughs> now I've um, piqued all of your interests yeah exactly um, well I'll get mine out of the way because mine, mine's not really great but I, I found it to be a little interesting when I well, I was on IGN and um, there was actually an article that said that the PSP is actually continuing to outsell the Playstation Vita in Japan oh I did I did read that yeah I'm like what like the Vita just came out it should be the hot shit topic of, of anybody who's anybody talking about games right it's the newest system that came out you know you know why right I have no fucking clue because in Japan everybody creams over those damn Monster Hunter games oh uh, and they don't have one for the Vita yet oh uh, okay done end of story that's yeah. why yeah true but it says um that the Vita continues to struggle in Sony's home country of Japan when with the uh, the handheld's predecessor steadily outselling it, and you it watch says, as soon as like Monster Hunter games start coming out for the Vita, it'll totally backflip. It, yeah, um, and it says actually Nintendo 3DS also continues to trounce the Vita in the in the uh, in the, in Japan on both the yeah. hardware and software charts. Yeah, um, which personally, I I know you you have a Vita and you like it. Um, personally, I could see that because in my personal opinion, again, the launch titles weren't good for me. I know, well, and, and and the 3ds has been out for for a year now. And it's sure, got a lot and they have of a lot more variety. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and I just feel that there's a lot more uh, quality titles and just a lot better um, games out right now for the 3ds, which I can totally see why that article is what it is. I mean, um, I think you know people are being unfair. I think towards the Vita, I I think they're like trying to judge it way too soon because like give them time like give them the it's year just a baby. Yeah. yeah give them the year that the 3ds has had to build the library up and i mean i have every confidence in the world that i'm going to buy a vita at some point because i know they're going to come out with a bioshock and they're going to come out they already have uncharted but they're going to come out with hopefully like a you know portable yakuza or they're going to come out with these games that are must-haves for me so you know i'm just but like i said i'm not i'm i've never bashed on the vita i'm just sitting here patiently waiting for them to give me something i want you know they will and yeah exactly and I've, I've every confidence that they will do that so um but i just found it interesting not that the 3ds was outselling the the vita but that the 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 psp is is like the predecessor it, it, that's like the 360 coming out and the, the original xbox sells more consoles that would be equivalent to 
if the new system didn't have like a Call of Duty, but the old ones did. Yeah. Okay. It'd be the same thing. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. I mean, your your reasoning is definitely there. I mean, it definitely makes sense. I don't think they have a Monster Hunter for the Vita over in Japan. They might. I, I have no idea. I'm just guessing. I'll I'll, I'll look that up while you uh, hit up a, a new story. All right. Um, they're actually making an Epic Mickey two. I heard about that. Which I'm kind of shocked about because the first one kind of blew. It fucking bombed, man. It was yeah. terrible. Well, it sold pretty well though. Yeah, well, that's but true. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't really well received critically. Um, it's called Epic Mickey Two: The Power of Two, but it's coming to all the consoles. Right. Um. So, so that's kind of cool, and I. It it just makes me sad because I love Warren Spector because he's the guy behind the Deus Ex and Thief games and everything. And right. When I when I heard he was making the first Epic Mickey, I had big hopes because I said, "There's no way he's going to put out a piece of shit," and it pretty much was a piece of shit. It was, yeah. So I mean, I have that game, and I barely put maybe maybe four or five hours into it. That's pretty much it. I just lost interest. I but, mine's still sealed. Is it really? Yep. I yeah. uh, I rented it from GameFly, and um, the controls were so fucking terrible that like I just got pissed. And I I mailed it back. I had a problem with the camera. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, so I was like, all right, um, what the fuck? I just found an article. I want to see if that's actually true or rumor about that Monster Hunter thing. Um, so um, Target, I think one week had it. Like it was still when it was like forty bucks for Epic Mickey, and they had it for like I think it was like nineteen ninety nine or something like that. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go pick it up. I'll play it eventually. No, I, I haven't played it. Yeah. <laughs> I just I never. It's not like a terrible game, but just considering who who was behind it, it should have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, um, I see that Microsoft has a patent for gaming helmet and glasses. Who does Microsoft? Yes. Ew. And there's like a picture of it here. It looks oh, like God. a little bike helmet with like goggles. That's... And then the other picture is a picture of looks like 3D glasses. Oh, so boy. who knows if that's going to be involved with the Xbox 720 or whatever it's going to be called. But that kind of makes me scared. Cause, yeah, what the fuck are you going to do with it? You know, them with their, you know, Kinect bullshit and everything. Uh, yeah, very anti-Kinect. Oh, but there's no good games for it. Yeah. You know, it's like... I don't know why they're even bothering, but exactly. I saw that and I was like, oh God, that's another step in the wrong direction. We've heard so many rumors about this next Xbox. <laughs> yeah. You know, who knows what's, well, what's actually going to happen. Microsoft just came out because um, <laughs> they were saying how many people were um, talking about how like they're going to announce a new Xbox at E3 and blah, blah, blah. And it's like they 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 literally came out and were like, listen, we're hearing you guys talk about these rumors. We never said that, and we'll put it to we'll, we're going to put it to bed right now. We're not talking about a new console this year, right? So that could just be number one, just one hundred percent truth. But number two, it could also be like throwing you off, so that when they do announce, it's like, oh, surprise, you know? Yeah, um, who knows? But um, anyway, I, I found an article. It says Monster Hunter Vita scheduled for the coming months. It says uh, it expected in the next few months. Uh, I guarantee you, you won't see any more <laughs> articles about the PSP outselling the Vita yeah, over in Japan. That, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it says uh, um, the games available at launch in Japan do not correspond to the, tip, the, the typology of the Japanese public. It lacks a particular game, Monster Hunter, scheduled for the coming months. Uh, this month, the Vita sales fell 57% week over week, dropping below 20,000 units. And placing that game it, is like indescribably huge in yeah. Japan. That's so crazy. Um, yeah. It placed it fourth in the hardware ranking. Since launch weekly, uh, Vita sales have come in at 324,000, 
the first week, 72,000, 42,000, and now 18,000 units sold. Um, it, it just says it was like a, such a steep decline. It says, had, had it been, they're talking about Monster Hunter. It says, had it been out there in, in Japan right away, the story would be different. The game console mm-hmm. at launch would be, will be the European, uh, the, the launch in, in Europe would basically would be better than it was for Japan. Um, which this article was written, I think, back in like January. But um, yeah, so apparently in the next coming months, which that was a couple of months ago, so who knows? It may be coming soon. Um, Minecraft for XBLA finally has a date and a price. Nice. So excited! It is coming out on May 9th, but it's going to be twenty dollars. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Is it? Is, is it crazy? Is it um, Connect exclusive? Like, do you have to use Connect to play it? Uh, it doesn't say anything about Connect. Okay. Good. So I'll definitely be all over that. Initially, but 20 we were bucks talking is a about little that. Steep. Yeah, that's a little. Yeah, I agree. It is a little expensive for that. But um, that's that. Okay, you ready for the for the huge news that I'm so excited about? Sure. Okay. Um, at the Game Developers Conference, uh, Game Reactor from NeoGAF spoke with Sega associate uh, Ben Harborn. Uh-huh. about the HD version of Jet Set Radio. Right. And he, they got him to kind of uh, hint at they're making a Shenmue HD remake. I, you and I, were, were we talking about that the one day? Yes, it's okay. happening, I, I, I think. Oh, that's he so said, He cool. said that uh, Shenmue and Skies of Arcadia are among the most frequently asked for. And then he said, I can't say yes or no, but we, we may be working on them. Oh, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> So, if it does come out for XBLA or Xbox, um, and then PS3, make sure you buy them for both so that they'll they'll make Shenmue three. Yeah, that'd be that'd be so <laughs> fucking epic because that's probably them putting a feeler out there to see what kind of demand is out there. And they, and, and they said that it's been that it's been done for a while. It's been done for like a year. Yeah. But they've been holding on to it so they can decide what they're going to do about Shenmue three. Yeah. And the first two, so. I would I would love just to see those in HD. Um, I think that'd be really awesome, and I hope if they do do a remake of uh, Shenmue One and Two that they have the Japanese vocal tracks because if you guys have ever played the first two Shenmue games, the English tracks are they're so bad that they're almost um, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I love them just because they're they're like so bad, but sometimes I get in the mood to just play it with like nice serious voice acting. <laughs> but um, I thought that was huge, huge news for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. It says uh, I'm looking up a couple of articles right now, and it says an HD port of Shenmue is indeed heading to Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network, and development on the title has been finished for well over a year, um, according to an industry source. Uh, they were they wish to remain anonymous, but it does have ties to Sega. It told us that Shenmue HD is real and has been finished for well over a year, as is Shenmue 2 HD. Awesome. Uh, so, if true, why has Sega held off on releasing them? According to the insider, they chose to sit on their re- their release until it had a clearer picture of the future for the Shen- Shenmue franchise, namely whether or not Shenmue Three would ever see the light of day. Yep. Shenmue teased earlier this week that it may be working on an HD port of Shenmue. XBLA release has been rumored since April 2010, when the game allegedly turned up on a secret developer test network. Huh. That is really excited. that is really interesting and really like you said really exciting. That's that's I fucking know. awesome. 
I that's, the, that's the most news we've heard about the Shenmue franchise in about a decade. Yeah, easily, so, easily. Yeah, and the fact yeah. that they're putting money into this to remake it in HD. Number one, I'll play it like a lot sooner than I think if I ever busted it out like on my Dreamcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if it, if it's downloaded right to my Xbox, like I can just turn What's on like and be achievements. Like, oh my yeah, God. achievements and Shenmue, dude. It's like it's like a wet dream. Uh, <laughs> it really oh is. Um, so. But you know, turn on the Xbox. First of all, we could cross game chat and play Shenmue. Like yeah, that's that's fucking epic because you know. What if they had on- online forklift racing matches? That'd be so sick. <laughs> you never know, man. With the with the remake and everything else, like to put something new in there. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that'd be fucking great. But um, uh, and then the fact that hopefully all the money that goes from these sales that goes to Sega would go into developing Shenmue 3 because yep. I mean it's it's the most sought after sequel I think in gaming history yeah I mean, I really, a, a lot of people hate that game but within like the last 10 years they it's gained a lot of cult following yep yeah, absolutely so I mean you, you know like like Mike was saying earlier guys if it does officially look it looks like it's coming out but if it really does hit um buy at least a copy for one of your favorite systems. I mean, ideally buy it for both, but um just try to try to support this. I mean, it's it's just, it's such a good art form and th- these games are so just gorgeous, you know, and they're so much fun to play. And uh unfortunately, it's those games like that are getting lost in the clouds of the the Call of Duties and the Halos and the um the Maddens and the just the mass produced crap. With your wallet. Exactly. That's that should really be uh the motto of this show because <laughs> that's yeah, I mean, we've, we've, I, when I worked at the game store I told people that all the time yeah that, that's and we used to constantly say that on the Shark and Pixel show on YouTube is uh, you know stop stop like telling them like oh we want more of this like you know everyone bitches about like oh Guitar Hero finally that died off but um, you know they kept putting out the same fucking game every time and people went out and bought it and pre-ordered it for $60 and it's like stop paying them to keep putting out the same shit. Like if you don't yeah. want them putting out the same game, don't buy it. And then better yet, email them and be like, "Fuck you for putting out the same game and trying to get sixty more dollars out of me." Yeah. You know, I'm just so sick of the the same old, same old. And that's that's why I think you and I both like games like Shenmue and Yakuza and and, yeah. and Deadly Premonition and just games like that because it's it actually shows. You know, it's not just like a cookie cutter game like where you can just keep pressing out more games like yeah. it you know yeah. like people actually had to sit there and really put like a lot of thought and time and brain power into these games and because it's so different and it hasn't been done before and Agreed. they they didn't have a model to go after you know so yeah. all right I'll, I'll get off my soapbox now but yeah um yeah just seriously though i mean if it does come out guys please you know like we said vote with your wallet and download download those games and and you know support it so but that is definitely the the most epic way that we could probably end off this this episode. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Some some Shenmue loving right there. So um, now I'm definitely really really stoked about that, and I really hope um, th- you didn't have a date on that, did you? No. Uh, that sucks. I, I, I really want to like, have a date to look forward to, you know. Yeah. But yeah, um, if we do come across a date for that, um, we will let you guys know. And uh, if you guys happen to come across it, leave it on the Facebook page for us so we know. Because um, we're gamers just like you, and we sometimes we miss it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if anyone has an inside track on that one, definitely let us know. But um, but that's pretty much gonna wrap it up. I th- I think. Uh, do you have anything else? Nope. Cool. 
So uh, actually, it's it's kind of funny. I thought this episode was going to be like 45 minutes and done, and because uh, we didn't have like our main topic, so to speak, you know. It doesn't matter. No, it, it's it, it's we're sitting at give or take about an hour and a half right now. So works for me. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, so that's gonna wrap it up, guys. That's episode four of the Cynical Pixel Show. Uh, until next time, guys. This is Josh and Mike. All right, take care, guys. See you later. Later.